and he promises to, to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Have you guys heard about the man who was looking up at the sky and decided he would talk to God? So he asked God, how long is a million years? Well, God answered, in my frame of reference, it's about a minute. So then the man asked, well, God, how much is a million dollars? And God replied, well, to me, it's a penny. Then the man asked, God, can I have a penny? <laughs> and God says, sure, in a minute. <laughs> I have a good word for you this morning. Here it is. Jesus is in the boat. That's it. Now, I want you to know that I studied hard this week to come up with that breakthrough revelation. It was kind of strange, but in the Gospels, there's this little subplot that is mentioned several times that caught my attention, and it was when Jesus was starting to hit his stride in his ministry, and throngs of people were coming from everywhere to see him and to touch him and to witness the many miracles he was performing. And it was during this short span of time that he performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. He took uh, a few morsels of food, and then he multiplied it exponentially to feed everyone. And then, shortly after that, he fed another 4,000 people the very same way. Then, getting to the point of my story, Jesus gets in a boat with the disciples and heads out across the water. Now, while they're rowing or sailing or whatever they did back then, I'm not sure, but Jesus picks up on the fact that the disciples had discovered that they forgot to bring any food for their trip. In fact, they only had one loaf of bread. And they were talking about it. So Jesus uses their concern over the lack of bread to warn them, in an analogy using bread, of something more important. But the disciples didn't get it. Instead, the disciples thought that Jesus was upset because they forgot the food. Now, now, now that I've set this up, Jesus is getting really frustrated with these guys. And from reading a number of translations of this, I'm going to paraphrase his response, but it had to be something like this. He said, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> have you guys heard nothing that I've said in the last few days? 
Have your eyes seen nothing that I've done? Were you even there when I fed the 5,000? And how many baskets were left over? And the disciples said, 12, Lord. And Jesus says, when I fed the 4,000, how many baskets were left over then? And they answered, well, there were seven. And then Jesus says, and you guys really think that I'm worried about having enough bread. You can just see Jesus shaking his head in frustration. Now, there is a powerful message for us in this story because as ridiculous as it seems that these disciples who had witnessed countless miracles over the past weeks, to think that they were actually worried about the lack of bread, the truth is we are guilty of doing the very same thing today. But let me ask you something. Is there any one of us who can count how many times that we've had the miraculous touch of God on our lives? I mean, how, how many of us have been saved by the unexplainable grace of God? How many of us have felt the touch of healing in our body? Has anybody ever, has God ever intervened on your behalf in an impossible situation? Am I talking to anybody here? Who hasn't witnessed his miraculous, saving, healing, supernatural presence? I mean, how many miracles should it take for us to believe? And yet, when our resources get low, we are so capable of doubting and filling up with fear over what's going to happen to us. And when we do that, we can actually frustrate the Lord just like the disciples did. Well, the story went on, but the, the disciples ultimately got what Jesus was talking about. And they, of course, became remarkable testaments to the faith. But I still don't want to be like they were that day on the water. Because, you see, all they needed and all we ever need is to know that Jesus is in the boat. And he thrives on our dependence. He even demands it of us. And he promises to, to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. You see, God has a purpose behind our every problem. And sometimes you never know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. So the next time you feel you're down to your last loaf, that's not the time to worry, but that's the time to expect a God moment because, remember, Jesus is in the boat. What is the true mark of success for a man? Stay right there to find out how you can measure yourself and answer that question. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. 
Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. The boss called one of his employees into his office. Rob, he said, you've been with the company for over a year. You started out in the mail room. A few weeks later, you were promoted to the sales department. A month after that, you moved up to district manager. And a few months after that, you were promoted to vice president. Now it's time for me to retire, and I want you to take over the company. What do you say to that? Thanks, said the employee. Thanks? Is that all you have to say? Okay, thanks, Dad. Because as men, we never stop measuring things. You see where I'm going? Because from the first moment we're born, what's the first thing we do? We, we weigh and we measure the baby. And it continues throughout our lives, this desire to measure everything. I mean, growing up, we measure how fast we can run, how high we can jump, how many hits we get. And they make us believe that our entire future rides on the grades we get or these SAT scores. And when we grow up, life becomes a complex process of measuring ourselves. It turns into things like sales quotas and job evaluations and tax returns. So as experts, as we think we are in how to measure ourselves, I wonder... How many of us know how to measure ourselves as a man and as a father? I mean, what standard are we to use for that? And who sets it? What is the true mark of success for a man? Well, I pondered on this quite a bit this week. And my journey through the scriptures revealed many things about what makes up a good man and a good father. But just like a good measuring system is always simple to use, I'm just going to give you three quick, simple ways to know if you measure up as a man and as a father. Here it is. The first one is this. Have you lived your life where your son and your daughters believe that it can be done? Have they seen through you a life Live for Christ, and that it's the most worthwhile pursuit in life. Do they realize that even though you've failed many times, you intend to make it? You're committed to it, and by God's grace, you will. Do they know through you it can be done? And the second way to measure yourself is this. Can your son or your daughter say with certainty that no matter where they are in their life, that no matter what they're going through, that because of you, they are not alone? They know you're there, praying for them, encouraging them, reinforcing the values that you hold dear to them. 
And the third way a man can measure himself is to ask himself if his son or his daughter knows that he believes in her or him. And while it's certain that he won't always agree with them, a father makes sure they know he has great expectations of them. Those three things, it can be done. You're not alone. And I believe in you. A simple test. But a man who will measure himself through the eyes of his children need not bother with any other standard of measure. Because the test will always reveal whether a man, whether he's a man or he's just a male. Because you see, being a male is just a matter of birth. But being a man is a matter of choice. And the most important decision that a man will ever make is to pass on his, to his children that which God has so gracious, graciously given to him. You remember the movie Braveheart? The legendary leader of the Scottish uprising against England was Sir William Wallace. And in the movie, he addressed his countrymen before the big battle where they were vastly outnumbered. And he said this. He said, every man dies. But few men really live. You see, the man who realizes that when you die, you leave behind all that you have. And you take with you all that you are. That's the man who knows how to live. And that's the man who knows what standard of measure to live by. That's our legacy. That's our promise. From God the Father to His Son. And from His Son to you. And it's, and it's God's plan for every man... To pass it on to his children. It can be done. You're not alone. And I believe in you. Have you ever heard the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Well, this saying also has a profound spiritual meaning. Stay tuned to hear how persistence gets God's attention. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. Have you ever heard the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? I I figured you had. Well, there are lots of examples of what this saying can mean in our everyday life. For instance, in, in our business, we refer to the squeaky wheel getting the grease in our collections department. 
Because as you know, when some people, uh, when you send some people a bill, they don't always pay it on time. <clears throat> so, I mean, for lots of reasons, but we've learned over the years that the most important component to collecting what is owed is to just make your request for payment often. Make it frequent and be very consistent. So we found when you squeak often, you get results. So I know you understand the concept, but you may not realize that the squeaky wheel concept is also a kingdom principle. And I'm going to explain that. It's a kingdom principle related to what kind of faith that we have. And to remind you of it, I have to tell you a story about a man named Bart. Actually, his name was Bartimaeus. We know everybody called him Bart. So it seems that when Jesus left Jerusalem one time and headed toward Jericho, a large crowd followed him. And during the trip along the road was Bart. And Bart was a beggar because he was also blind. Well, when he heard the crowd approaching and he learned that Jesus was among them, Bartimaeus got excited. He yelled at the top of his voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, the leaders of this horde of people coming down rebuked him. They told him to shut up. And Bartimaeus felt his window of opportunity closing. So what did he do? He ignored them. He yelled even louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus heard him above the noise, and he stopped. He asked Bartimaeus, what do you want from me? And Bart said, Lord, I want to see. Jesus said, receive your sight now. Your faith has healed you. Now, this story is told in several of the Gospels. But in Luke, in the very same chapter as this story of Bartimaeus, Jesus tells another story, a parable, about a persistent widow who felt like she had been, uh, was not receiving justice. So while she was being very annoying, she was so persistent that she still got results. And this is what Jesus said about it. He said, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? You see, the Lord was showing us by his teaching and by a real life event that there is a difference between believing and in results-oriented faith. He could just as easily have called this lesson the parable of the squeaky wheel. Because the Lord says, pray. Pray. Keep praying. Don't give up. Keep coming at me. I will hear you, and I will reward you for your persistence. You know something? I think Bartimaeus 
is a hero of the faith. You know why? Because he cried out to God. Because he didn't shut up when they told him to. Because he's a central figure in a major God principle about faith. He's a hero because when Jesus showed up, he stopped begging for a handout and he started begging for healing. You know, I don't know about any of you, but over too many years, much to my own regret, I sat over there on the fourth row and was blessed by the worship and inspired by the message every Sunday. I knew I was saved and a believer. And I thought it was enough. I never put my faith to action. I never cried out to God to intervene in my life like Bartimaeus. Never persisted. Never chased God like that. Well, fortunately, for me, God's grace is amazing. And patient. But I know that whatever you are dealing with out there today, Jesus is the answer for you. You have a problem, He can solve it. You have a conflict, He can resolve it. You have hurt, He can heal it. You have stress, He can calm it. You have loss, He can restore it. You have doubt, He can destroy it. You have sin. He can forgive it. Whatever your situation is, Jesus is the answer, but believing is just the beginning of faith. You see, faith can be humble and receptive, but faith is not timid. Faith is bold. Faith is active. And sometimes, faith is loud. Because even if Bartimaeus believed, if he didn't cry out to the Lord and keep doing it, the Lord might have walked right by a blind beggar that day. So we have to keep praying. We have to keep crying out. We have to keep trusting the Lord. We have to keep being the squeaky wheel. Because that's when we can look forward to hearing the voice of the Lord say to us, your faith has made you whole. Will you receive that this morning? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 